Welcome, Pudding People, to another episode of Everybody Loves Pudding. I am your host, Ken Seymour. Today, I am excited to bring to you a massively talented individual. You could call him the triple threat of theater and cinema. He can dance, he can act, he can rap if you ask him nicely. It's Mr. Aaron Dallavilla. Thank you for joining Woo! us. Thanks for having me, Ken. It's good to be here, man. I'm, I'm happy to have you. It's almost like deja vu, but in a good way. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I, I have to say I was especially excited to get the chance to talk to you because you have a bit of history that you're involved with that plays to one of my interests myself that I've had for a long time, and that's dance. And anytime mm. I get a chance to talk to somebody that is involved with dance, I, I, I just I get a little tickle. It, it's, it's so much fun. And specifically, you've got a history with ballet. And that's, yeah. that's some yeah. really, you know, very detail oriented, grueling work. How did you get yeah. into that? Uh, my sisters were, you know, I love that you asked this question about dance because, you know, what's funny is that when I was a dancer primarily and I acted, people wouldn't see me as an actor. They would only see me as a dancer. Now that I'm primarily people know me as an actor, when they find out I can dance, they're actually more impressed. It's weird. It, it's yeah, it's, it's a really weird thing that people have. But anyway, um, so how did I get into dance? My sisters were dancers. I did a little hip hop. They danced with a competition dance team uh, in, in Virginia, where I'm from. And they wanted a guy on the team. And my mom was like, yeah, you should put Aaron in. And I, I did a little hip hop. So I was like, yeah, I'll do it. But I'm never going to do ballet. Never going to do ballet. Never going to do ballet. I did, took a ballet class. I loved it. You know, and I became obsessed. Like I wanted to be Barishnikov. I wanted to be Nijinsky, you know. Um, so that's what I started doing. I started doing that. And then it went from dancing with, uh, you know, competition dance team to doing something more trained at the Governor's School for the Arts, where I studied under classical ballet, classical modern, uh, Cunningham, Graham, uh, you know, I, all the techniques, balance, you know what I mean? So we, we, we did the thing. And then I went to go work with Nashville Ballet, second company, and I had the opportunity to perform with the main company several times. And then I guessed it across the country, uh, worked in Chicago, uh, I worked in Illinois as well, uh, and then played Mistopheles in cats nice. in Illinois and then uh, made my way to New York. And it was dance that actually brought me to New York because a manager scouted me. And then that's when I started getting more into acting. Um, so it is the foundation. It is the, the grueling eight hours of work ethic that has been instilled in me. That that is my foundation for which I work acting scripts whatever that is in me now that i know the work i don't mind doing the work because it's it's ingrained in me so it's the best thing that 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 it could have ever happened so would i be wrong in thinking that there was a a slight difference you know i've been lucky enough to involve be involved with theater in the past yeah. and yeah. you know you have to have a certain level of coordination and trust with your fellow actors and the people that are in in the production but i feel like with ballet that's it's on a different level because yeah. it just it just seems like it would have some added levels of 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 complications that could arise what is it like being part of that kind of technically precise troupe i mean it's I mean, how how deep down the rabbit hole do you want to go? <laughs> Some of the craziest people I've ever met were dancers. We're out of our minds, just out of our minds, because the the level of of precision and and uh, it's 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 like it's because it's a sport that's mixed with art, and it's beautiful. You know, you meet some of the most beautiful people. And they're also some of the most ruthless people. <laughs> yeah, they should make so a movie about that. I'm I I Black Swan. <laughs> Black Swan does a pretty good job at saying 
this is how it goes down at those top levels. You know, I never worked with ABT, but I know I worked with people who did work with ABT. You know, I met Robbie Fairchild. Uh, he worked with New York City Ballet. And I can imagine uh, that it is that ruthless at those levels. I mean, because you're with the best in the world. Uh, with with so. the age group that I'm in, you know, obviously Black Swan is the more current reference, but I still get stuck in White Knights. I mean, give me a little Gregory Hines any day. Dude, <laughs> yes, yes, all day, every day. We would watch that video of him pirouetting. See, that's the stuff that we would geek out over. So we would literally after class all the men would like get in a circle and then do okay one pirouette one pirouette one pirouette one, and then go around two pirouettes two 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 and we'd see how many we could do five six seven you know like that was our life we were obsessed That's we ate fun. slept and breathed ballet we 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 loved it and it was and it was so great and it paid nothing but it didn't matter <laughs> well, you know. it didn't matter because because we were doing the thing. That's right. So. You were fulfilled. You had purpose. We we, we had purpose, and we were fulfilled. <laughs> so, uh, of the productions that you were involved in, what's probably either your favorite production, or whether it was one you were involved with, uh, or one that you just always wished that you had a chance to perform? I wish I had a chance to perform in either Carmina Baron. I, I did. Ooh, actually, that's a good question. You just brought me up. Um. While I was at the Governor's School for the Arts, I got to perform two back-to-back -back roles in Carmina Burana in their mm. production of Carmina Burana. I love that. That was great. And it was two very different roles, and they were back-to-back. -back. Um, um, but when I when I was with Nashville Ballet, second company, I wish I could have performed Right of Spring and Carmina Burana with the main company. I did get to perform Cinderella as the court jester soloist, so that was very, very fun. Oh, and I man. think right then was I started to notice the the bit of the acting that was in me. The acting they would they would make notes, they would say things. They'd be like, "Oh, you're really good at." you know, telling the story in this character. And I don't know, I felt like I, I always always had a natural affinity to, because, uh, you know, I would do, you know, impressions. Don't ask me to do any impressions right now, please. But, uh, you know, I would do, you know, like silly things and stuff for my family all the time. My grandma would call me Jim Carrey. Uh, and I was always just <laughs> active and stuff. So, yeah, I, I don't know. It just, it just kind of came uh, naturally to me. That the the right role can be just a boon not only to the person watching but to to the person performing and there are yeah. certain roles that are always kind of iconic some more than others but whenever i see them that they, they just kind of tick the back of my mind it's like he looks kind of young and oh peter pan yeah, of course he played peter pan <laughs> Now, did yep. you get to do the wire work with that too? Uh, I didn't. No. So I was doing the workshop for Peter Pan, but I did get to perform in front of an audience. Um, it was because we were preparing it because it was a show that was going to go to China. So it was going to be a Chinese cast. Um, you know, and I have one regret actually is that if you ever get the opportunity to go to China and help set a show, even if you're not performing, go. Don't listen to your agent. Do it. Because I listened to my agent. He was like, well, you're not performing. And I was like, oh, yeah, I guess I won't go. And I'm like, I missed out on the opportunity to go to China and experience the world. You know, yeah. go. Yeah. Um, no, I got to I got to work as Peter Pan in that production. And uh, we didn't do any wire work, but we did. Uh, we sometimes actually more dangerous, like more like palabolist work where I step oh. on the people's hands who have it outstretched and then they bring down, they move me here, whatever. <laughs> so it was some dangerous stuff that we did. But no, absolutely. Uh, Peter Pan was uh, was 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 a wonderful experience. Oh, you also got to do uh, Madrid. And Camelot. Mordred. Mordred, Mordred is one of my favorite roles I've ever played. It it was so I can't tell you how fulfilling it was. For one, I I can I never thought that I was gonna do musicals. You know, because at the young age, you know, you, you start singing and someone says you can't sing, and then that kind of hurts you, and you grow up and live with that. And then I got over that and I said, screw you, I'm gonna do it. <laughs> uh, and I started just training relentlessly 
and uh you know because if, if someone ever says they think that i that i'm like oh i'm gonna prove you wrong uh here's my why right, uh right. so i i did it and i booked camelot and i went to go do mordred and i got to act and sing and be evil and uh it was just it was just so rewarding and he was a badass mordred he wasn't like one of these like prancy Mordred, you know, type. He was dangerous. He was really dangerous. He was very Game of Thrones. He, we walked on stage, and they told me that the energy shifted. And if I can have that kind of impact, I I have done my job. You know? Yeah, that so. that whole story is so much fun, and playing a villain is fun too. Uh, did did Morgan Lefay factor into your performance on that as well? No, 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 no. no. I I, I kind of like to 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 work from a clean slate. I like I like to work from a clean slate. I actually I actually like to to um even oh we were actually in who was the guy who did it in the movie? Uh, oh, we were no. in his green room at Bay Street Theater. Actually. Oh, that's you know who cool. I'm talking about? Planet I know exactly who you're talking to because that's a yeah, classic yeah. film. Uh, so we were in his green room. So I was walking on the same grounds. That he walked on. Isn't that wild? That is awesome. No, I got to look at this. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Mordred. Yeah, I was going to uh, say. Kill I'm... me for not knowing. Mordred uh, movie. Um, well, I like to think of myself as someone that knows quite a bit of names, but inevitably, as I progress in age, <laughs> I can't remember so many of them. Roddy McDowell. Oh, right, right, right. That makes sense. I'm thinking Roddy film. McDowell. You're in the other. Yeah. Yep. Okay. He he was the one. I was walking on the same grounds that he had walked on when I was playing Mordred. That was cool. Just that was really cool. being around that kind of level of talent and the the the, Dude, the sheer you, experience. You, you feel like you've made it. You know, you're 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 working with people who've been on Broadway. You're working in spaces um, uh, with people, and then you also got to meet Julie Andrews. That that yeah, would be her, just her her her. her uh, I think it was a niece or a granddaughter was in Hope Hamilton was in the production. I got to meet Julie Andrews. Man, yeah. That was cool. And and Julie Andrews saw my work and she complimented my work. Well, so So you're saying listen, you're, you're just I mean, done what, what other point? validation do you need, you know? <laughs> uh you know, from this scrappy dude doing uh, ballet to to being complimented by Julie Andrews. Come on. That's that's forget about crazy. it. Yeah, man. But being able to bring that kind of psycho killer energy to a part is a lot of fun. And that oh, kind yeah. that oh, kind of yeah. makes me wonder is that why you get cast in a lot of horror films yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> is it because they go hey i know this guy yeah he i don't i don't know i don't know maybe it's just been the natural progression of things um and they just happen to be horror uh, i have a drama coming out later this year it's a pure drama i had another drama that I was a part of uh called all those small things. Um, I would Ooh, honestly nice. say I'm pretty even now in the amount of uh, films I've done in the different genres. I don't. I don't really um, consider myself a just a horror actor, because uh, because because I, I enjoy working in the horror space, but I like to to work in other spaces too. Well, I gotta say the like, plot. I want to do a. I want to do a rom com. Oh yeah, those are fun. Those but, are just fun. Yeah. Like, I want to do a romantic comedy, wholesome funny movie that is hilarious and 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 loving and heartfelt well i still gotta say the pledge was a lot of fun and it looked like you had a lot of fun in that film pledge was a rom-com <laughs> <laughs> pledge was a rom-com yeah. it was about <laughs> these elitist white guys <laughs> who were in love yeah. with the pledges like, like <laughs> it is obviously a love story <laughs> Yes, I see it. It's just, you know, they, they had to learn how to show their affection. <laughs> right, exactly. By killing them. <laughs> oh, man. Now, okay. We, you know, we talk a little bit about joking about being, being cast in one direction or the other, but right. you know, everybody at one point wants to be elite. They want to be, they want to be the one I'm going to yeah. be able to carry the picture, right? Or carry the, yes. the play. 
you had that with um, Alpha Rift. Alpha Rift, yeah, Alpha <laughs> Rift, which is kind of a kids movie, actually. Right. It's kind of in the middle. I'm not sure if you saw it, but like, if we were to do a sequel, <clears throat> I think the biggest problem with that film is it's such a great, unique, original story from director Dan Lance, who's a good friend of mine. It is in this weird in-between area where it doesn't know if it's a kid's film or an adult film. So I think what we need to do is if we do a sequel, and listen, if my name becomes big... When my name becomes big enough. <laughs> there we go. Uh, I want an Alpha Rift sequel. And I want a sequel where we decide whether or not we're going to do a kid's movie or an adult movie. We need to pick one or the other. We need to pick one or the other and decide. I love playing Nolan Parthmore in Alpha Rift. It was very much my Marty McFly. I got to do something that was more wholesome. He wasn't a killer. Uh, and, and he, uh, and he was just a, a likable guy. And, uh, uh, I got, I got pretty good reviews for the guy too. So, but then again, I don't really care about reviews. It's funny. I care about reviews obviously, but I don't right. because, because listen, I'm out here doing the thing. I'm yeah. doing it. I'm, yeah. I'm the man in the arena. Yeah. So I'm well, going for it. Well, look, and, and it had a lot of fun action sequences in it. Oh, the action. Forget about it. Forget about it. Very cool. And that's another space that I want to work in, that, that I'm going to work in. More action movies. I like the Tom Cruise-esque action movies. I want to do some action movies. That's a cool space, I think. That would be really fun. Because <laughs> it's less about the acting, and it's just like, I'm going to take you down. <laughs> <laughs> The like when John dramatic Wick poses. says like five lines in John Wick, you know? <laughs> walking away so, from explosions. You know, you gotta have that, right? Oh, why not? Because because you know, I love, I just love making movies. I I love making movies. So if it's horror film, drama film, rom com, comedy, uh, straight comedies are comedies are hard. Comedies are hard. You you gotta. It's got to be in that pace. It's got to be in the writing. It's got to be in the editing. It's got to be in the cast. Uh, those are, those are hard. Um, dramas, rom coms, uh, voiceover work. I even work in voiceover too. You know, I've worked for you know dubbing and also commercials and whatnot. I I just love the craft of of doing the thing. Theater, film, dance it doesn't matter. I'm, I'm art. Just art. When well, you get it. you get the chance not only to make something, but to make interconnections with other people that have similar mindsets and that mm -hmm. you appreciate the work. And I was, you know, just I was still thinking about Alpha Rift. I mean, having mm -hmm. a chance to be in uh, in working with Lance Henriksen, for example. Mm. I mean, he he is a legend, obviously. Uh, he's one of the funniest guys you'll ever meet. <laughs> I remember, I remember him and I, uh, we were staying at the same like bed and breakfast kind of thing. We were going over the script and I was like doing my script and I had my lines, you know, memorizing and he's going over his script and he's like looking over him. He's like, Nolan, you have to get away. Who wrote this shit? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, drag him more, dra drags mirror more. <laughs> Who wrote this shit? <laughs> Oh. He is some of the funniest guy I've ever worked with, and man, we just we just had a great time making that film. Mm. I I loved making Alpha Rift, and 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 that's all it. Honest, dude, because Alpha Rift still did very well. It went to Dances with Film Festival, Vertical Entertainment picked it up. It got limited theatrical release. You know, like it, it did. It's got a tomato on Rotten Tomatoes. People like it. I have a fan who says that it's her favorite movie she's ever seen. Those so that would be my biggest thing. My biggest thing is Aaron Dallavilla wants an Alpha Rift sequel. I'd, and, I'd watch it. And we need to decide, all right, are we going full Nickelodeon or are we going CW? <laughs> uh, and, and go no. like the really dark CW, like Supernatural. Right. <laughs> oh, no, absolutely. Twisted. No, 100%. Do we go dark CW or do we go uh, kids movie? That. That's the only thing I think, and I think Alpha Rift, 
telling you, man, I, uh, you know, there was, there were rumors that a big streamer almost picked it up as an original, you know, which it, it didn't happen, but, but you know, I, I want, I want an alpha of sequel. I told Dan Lance the other day before Wrath of Becky came out, I said, get that alpha of sequel ready. We're going, we're doing it, man. Well, okay. Talking about Wrath of Becky, I mean, yeah. the character of DJ that you play in that, tell me a little bit about who that person is and it, uh, is is he one of the uh one of the uh um DJ's DJ's one of the noblemen yeah. he's one of the real he's a he's a neo no he's one of the pieces he's a piece of shit <laughs> he's just a real piece of shit man like oh he's just you, you know what he is he's he's he represents the the misguided angry incel type youth who has misdirected anger and so therefore latches on to these echo chamber um support groups on the dark web to fulfill his fantasies because he is uh such a coward in real life <laughs> he's a truly awful person as a result of being so emotionally hurt that he's allowed himself to be corrupted by the dangerous ideology of far-right fascism. I, I had to say I giggled just a little bit when um, <laughs> when I saw the name Nobleman. It's like, Proud, proud how boy. funny is that? Noble. How fun? How you can I can't make this shit up, dude. Like when when I found out that okay, check this out. When I got the audition, you know, sometimes you know. Sometimes you know. When I got the audition for Alpha Rift, the coach who I was working with on my first audition, and I'll be honest, my my first audition wasn't too hot. I was not off book. I wasn't I wasn't I wasn't too hot. But I got the call back and then I got the role because he wanted someone like me. My coach, when he looked at the script and we were doing it on tape, he was like, oh, yeah, you're going to book this. And I was like, what? And he was like, yeah, yeah, this, this is you. <laughs> so when I – and then I saw that, you know, he's part of the nobleman. You know, a nobleman is sworn to valor. Their heart knows only truly – the, the blades defend the innocent, the wrath and does the wicked. Their words speak only truth, that whole thing, right? Yeah. And then I get an audition for Becky to the Wrath of Becky. And it's like, DJ, tall, lanky. I'm not tall and lanky, but anyway. Slacker, stoner. I played him, I played him like a squirrely guy. Part of the nobleman. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Uh. I was like, really? Like, and I knew in me, I was like, I'm gonna get this part. Part of me just knew. It was like, yeah, I'm I'm going to get this. This this is this is I'm going to get this. Well, it's weird, man. The, the universe sends you, call it God, call it the universe, call it whatever you want. You know, it sends you these things. It sends you these things, and it reminds you that that you're being taken care of. Well, I one of the other things that occurred to me on this, just I, I have to ask. <clears throat> you were talking about. The love of you know comedy on top of everything, and one of the individuals in this film, is, his name is kind of synonymous with comedies up until this point. It seems like such a a, a, a left turn casting to try and put Scott into the into the role that he's in. What was it like to kind of riff back and forth? So so smart for them to do that. You know, the first one, they took Kevin James, the King of Queens, made him a neo-Nazi. <laughs> you know, for the second one, they took Sean William Scott of Stifler. Right. <laughs> like, like put, put. I mean, that guy, and Dude, Where's My Car? I mean, that guy, for the longest time, I'm sure people come up to him and are like, say the line. You know, say the line, do the thing, do the thing that you're known right. for. Right. And now is that a gift or a curse? Both. You know, exactly. It's a gift and a curse, I think. You're right. 
and working with him was just so like he's an actor he he's an actor he 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 gets like let's do the work he does the thing and and his turn in this film is so amazing for him and his career and uh i think it's going to open up because you have to it's so annoying ken it's like you have to show people that you can do the thing right you can't just tell them and here's another thing you can show them you can do the thing in another project but they need to see you do the thing on that project yeah you know and it's annoying because you're like i can do the thing so he does the thing so he does it and and i think it's just gonna allow his audience to see him in a different light um and uh and on that note i feel like i haven't been typecast yet no i haven't i've 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 been able to somehow play luckily a wide variety of characters where I haven't been pigeonholed into a certain type yet. You know? Yeah. So, I mean, for example, I have in September coming out, I, I play Cy Robertson of Duck Dynasty fame. <laughs> you know, like, what is that? And and the movie is is a is the incredible story of Phil Robertson's redemption and i and it's it's a drama it's a legit 7 million dollar i think it's like 6 7 million dollar movie made from god the produced behind god's not dead and it's a legit movie with serious actors in it and, and I'm, I'm in a drama playing Cy Robertson yeah. So it is it is very, very cool, man. And it's just been an amazing uh I, I, I have loved my career so far. You know, I have loved my career and the way it's going. So, well, it's nice to do I'm very blessed and I'm very grateful. But but you know, I I work very, very hard. Yeah, I and and for the for those of you viewing on YouTube, don't believe the 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 backdrop there. I, there's no ocean behind him. He's he's in a warehouse right now. He's actually pressing <laughs> what, copies. What are you of talking about? My my work my work has been done. I'm you know I'm on the beach sipping mojitos. <laughs> he's got turntables behind him working on his follow up album right as we speak. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm doing a one man show right after speaking of sitting on the beach. I don't have time for that uh, because what I want to accomplish, uh, my next thing that I am obsessed with is developing my one man show. I'm working on it with a theater director. We are writing it together. Um, it is based on the documentary about my life that I've been shooting for the past three years. Uh, that will eventually come out when it is meant to come out. Uh, we actually shot some today of me going to the AMC theater and seeing Wrath of Becky and, and that experience and what that means to my character. Um, and, and this one man show is something that I've been wanting to do, uh, because I don't know, it's just a, for someone to do a one man show props props and, and above everything i just want to be respected in the in this industry for my work uh and that is the most important thing to me it's not about fame it's not about money it is about bringing a quality uh to and a level of craft to my work that people are like yeah i i respect that guy so that is what i'm focused on i am writing it and and working on the music for it and 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 i just want to make it awesome so that is what i'm obsessed with next well it's all about pushing yourself into areas that you may not even always be comfortable with and that's that's kind of why i was impressed it's like oh he's a comedy music album too okay yeah what 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 was the why impetus? not why not uh, <laughs> i like it you know yeah so so the the tucci Baduchi comedy rap album um, yeah, and I agree with you. I think we should always, if we stay in our comfort zones, we will die. 
if we if we don't reach out and speaking of you know sean william scott stepping out doing bet wrath of becky uh, you know if we and, and he's done more than wrath of becky he's played bloodline he played right. bad you know what i mean like like this wrath of becky is not the first time he's done you know show that he can be serious as well and be a dramatic actor he's also a fantastic comedic actor as well you know he's just he's an actor you know what i'm saying and i respect that um stepping out of our comfort zone and doing a comedy rap album tucci Baduchi was a character that i developed years ago um and i started we did a web web series and i worked with uh uh logan riley bruner who was on stranger things who played fred benson in stranger things uh and he was my co-producer on it he was my director on it we wrote it together uh we started it together and i wanted to give Tucci Bataducci, a final kind of send off mm. uh, because I, I wanted to move on to other things. You know, I'm, I'm launching a Christian rock star June 16th called Peter to rock, you know, and I already have my team behind that. We have several songs in the can and um, a music video in the can uh, that we're launching with on. So, so I wanted to, and then I had the one man show. So I wanted to give Tucci Bataducci the final send off. So I said, well, what's the best way to give him the final send off? It was his music. It was always about his music. So I wrote the album. I did it. And it's out there in the world. I think it's got maybe a hundred listens to honestly, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Like, like, but I don't care because it's out there. And when people finally hear about me, years after years of putting in the work overnight success after 10 15 20 years no matter how long it takes they're gonna want to talk about this exactly exactly because you have you have laid that's all i'm doing is i'm i'm planting seeds i am just planting seeds and i'm playing the long game man i'm planting seeds and i'm just moving on planting seeds planting seeds planting seeds planting seeds well, uh, because what I want to cultivate is a legacy. Well, actually, that was one of the questions that I had for you, almost to the mm, word. Mm. I mean, because you know, a lot of times uh, I, I've been, I've I've been lucky enough to to speak to a lot of people in the industry, and and I've always wondered, and I don't always ask, but I've always wondered, you know, we 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 do the things that we do for specific reasons, but we also often wants to be remembered in some specific way and you know what is the legacy that you hope to leave behind when 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 your your work is done and you really are on the beach somewhere it's like i've I've finished what i'm doing and my body of work is there when people see your see your opus what what do you want them to think da vinci (laughs) i like it just the the sheer amount of, I mean, man, have you seen that guy's body of work? He did everything. Oh my gosh. Like Renaissance man, Leonardo da Vinci. You know, I've got desires to obviously, you know, this documentary, the one man show, the music, uh, a book, you know, the way things are following working in Hollywood, you know, um, just the sky, the, 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 the possibilities are endless. If you can dream it, you can do it. You can, Yeah. you have to build it. Yeah. You have to build it. And that's the work that most people don't want to do. But if you can dream it, imagine it, you can do it. And you can't wait for the phone to ring because Listen, I got lucky. I got lucky with Alpha Rift. I got luck. I auditioned. I worked hard. I was the thing that someone was looking for. I got lucky with Wrath of Becky. Someone had seen my work from Pledge. They remembered me. It was the same production company. I got the audition. I did the thing. They wanted it. You know? Yeah. And I auditioned for, I go on on so many auditions, and some people don't want it. Or they're looking for something else. That's out of my control. So if I can create things that are mine, I have more control. I have more control. And, and in a way, 
I'm kind of seen differently when I start to create things as my own and if they start to get some sort of attention, then people kind of open up the door to true collaboration yeah. with you. And they, they reach out to you and they say, hey, what do you think about this thing? You know, I think that's it. It's just cultivating, becoming a force within the industry, uh, uh, something that moves things. I would, I admire Tom Cruise. You know, I might, you know, not have ascend to the heights upon which he ascended, but I don't know. I don't know. But he is someone who he's a real mover and shaker, yeah. you know, and, and, you know, he, he is, uh, he's a beautiful maniac, you know, well, he stayed <laughs> he's driving motorcycles off years. the cliffs of Norway. I mean, I mean, that is, that is so awesome. Yeah. That is awesome. I mean, yeah. I mean, he's, I will watch People will watch that all day. He's, he's saved the movies. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he saved the movie. He's, he's a, a larger than life personality. And that's, that's something that you can't, you can't manufacture. You can manufacture opportunity to a certain extent. Like you're talking about, you can create some opportunities to be in the right place at the right time to be part of your own work. But Having having people realize, and I think that's something that a lot of people really have, and a lot of people don't see it just because they haven't had the opportunity to see it. But getting mm -hmm. the chance to show that yes, you have that too. That's that's just that's just killer. And <clears throat> I had to do that. You know, I had to. So I just wrapped production on my first directorial debut. Cool. Uh, it's called Kid Prosper. And I co-wrote it, co-directed, co-executive produced, and starred in it. I won't give the details. But I want to keep it un under wraps, but it is something. It's a drama. It's a dark comedy. Oh, those are the good ones. Uh, and yeah, those are some of my favorite places to work with. Dark comedies because because they they maintain the elements of drama, you know. And they're, they they tend to be more layered. Mm -hmm. I mean, what's Joker? Is Joker a drama or is it a, com a dark comedy? You know what I mean? I find some of my favorite movies are dark comedies because they have both elements. But anyway, I digress. Um, and this directorial start whatever and stuff, uh, I think is going to open doors for me uh, in ways uh, – in ways that will benefit me in the type of roles I'm being seen as. So like I said, you have to build it and show them that you can do the thing. You know, yeah. I'll give you a story, Cy Robertson. Mm. I auditioned for it. And it's a it's another collaboration with director Andrew Hyatt, who's a friend of mine now. Uh, and I did a movie, All the Small Things, with another legendary actor, James Faulkner, yeah. who is phenomenal uh next level um and i did the audition and he wanted me to get the role you know he was like hey i got an audition for you are you interested can you do a louisiana accent i said let's do it <clears throat> got the audition i did the audition he said listen it's down to you and another guy they're worried that you can't be funny and I said, oh, hold on, wait a minute. I was in your movie, your last movie, where I played a comedian. Like, I literally played Tiny Hammer, who was this, like, over-the-top um, over musician type. I wrote two songs for it, you know, but then he had a heart of gold, you know, so... He was a performer, funny guy, lo a lovable idiot is yeah. what I played. And, and, you know, he said, they, they don't, th they don't, they, they don't think you're funny. Well, it's cause the scenes that I auditioned with are not funny. Yeah. They were, I'm not going to tell you what the scenes are. I'll spoil it, but they're not funny scenes. So what I did to show them that I can be funny is I retaped one of the scenes, throwing in a little improv in the front, in the beginning. 
I sent them a video improv audition of me finding a camera for the first time as the character. Cause it's something <laughs> I'd seen on the show. I send it. And then he was like, they love you. <laughs> uh, they think you're funny. Oh, I had this awful voice in the back so, of my head when you're saying it's like, I re-recorded the same thing. I just wore a hat made out of balloons. <laughs> So you laugh about that, Ken, but honestly, sometimes it could come down to that really like, oh, we, we can't really see their acting because their forehead is too shiny. Uh, oh man. So listen, it, maybe it's some version of that. I don't know. But all I know is that. You have to show them that you can do the thing. Oh, man. Even if you've shown that you can do the thing. Yeah. Prove and prove and prove again. Prove them. You're, you're constantly doing that. that. And that is the biggest advice I can give to people is just you, you will be constantly proving that you can do it. And if you can constantly show up and be consistently proving it, you will have a career. All right. So I always like to ask a couple hypothetical questions just because of sure. the type of show that sure. we are. We we focus a lot on the intersection of film and television and uh, comic strips, comic books, you know, the nice. the pop okay. culture type of thing. So I always like to ask if, first of all, are you a comic book fan yourself at all? I don't read comic books. Don't read comic no. books. Not necessary for the question. That's the good thing. I know Thank you. I if, know. <laughs> if I had to prepare for a role, 100%. Right. I'm there. Right. Yeah. So yeah. you've seen all these comic-based films that Marvel's yes. put out, DC's put out, Independence have put out. Just from what you know, is there a comic book character that you saw at some point and go, man, I think if, if I had a chance, I would love to take a turn at that character. Whoops. thousand percent. Joker, Riddler. Yeah. I, I but I mean, come on. I mean, Joaquin Phoenix, Heath Ledger, Jack Nicholson. Yeah. The beautiful thing about the Joker, if you are a comic book fan, you know there's always a slightly different. There's always a slightly different one. Yep. There's there's a lot a lot of fun I mean, to have with that character. That is that is top for me. It is a version of the Joker or the Riddler um, when it comes to comic books. Uh, when it comes to heroes within comic books, I I think that's Alpha Rift. I think the hero in the comic book is Alpha Rift. Uh, you know, the villains interest me way more oh, yeah. in DC and Marvel. I find them to be so much more interesting you know one of my favorites uh i mean except for you know iron man freaking love you gotta love iron man chris evans i mean all of them come on let's just all of them scarlett johansson all of them all right don Cheadle. um yeah but james spader oh yeah ultra. you know the that Josh Brolin, the the levels of humanity that he gave Thanos are just. It's I, impressive. I think you have you have the ability when you play villains to uh, create a double edged sword. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm going to give you ammo. I always have my own fantasy casting because being the huge okay. comic book fan that I am, and I'm I'm going to put you, you know. The MCU is going to be introducing, uh, finally reintroducing the uh, X-Men and the mutants into the whole cinematic right. uh, yep. Yep. Uh, universe. And they've they've had several X-Men films over the past couple of decades, and they've done and redone certain storylines. But they've left one villain out that's always been a favorite of mine that I always felt would actually have a better transition to screen than some of the other villains and just hasn't been done. And I thought when I saw when I saw you in a couple of the 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 grimmer pieces of work that you've been, it's like oh he could he could put the turn on that, and I think that character is Arcade, 
Uh, he basically creates murder rooms. Let me, let me, let me, okay, let's look this guy up because you know what's funny is that, so the director of Pledge, his whole MO is he wants to be a studio director. And he just shot a movie with a comedy with Method Man. Oh, cool. So, yeah, <laughs> come on. Uh, he shot a movie with Method Man and tons of other uh, great cast. Uh, so he got his million dollar movie. And he actually, uh, we have collaborated several times and he's like, Aaron, what Marvel DC character do you want to play? So, hell man, let's, uh, what's the, oh, who's this guy? He, if you like, if you like Riddler, if you like Joker, he's yeah. got that kind of twisted mentality. But it's all about being seen. It's all about being entertained. It's all about, you know, the 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 combination of of torture of the people that you don't like with turning that into something that is consumable. It's it's really kind of a different a different vibe. Oh. I'd be perfect for this. <laughs> That's what I thought. Yeah, no, he's got like this like showman kind of quality. He's like uh, like a better call Saul, but way darker. Yes, yes, indeed. Yeah. Oh my gosh. This, this, you might have just, I'm, I might pitch him for this actually. It would be, it would be super cool. I just, it's like, uh, yeah. I saw those, saw, there, saw the films. Are they it's bringing like, oh. him, are they bringing him? I haven't heard anything about him. That's the thing. It, it hasn't been done yet. Whenever they do an X-Men film, they tend to retread the same stuff over and over again. They'll do, they'll do the Dark Phoenix saga. They'll do uh, Magneto uh, as a villain, maybe turning into somewhat of a hero, uh, Hellfire Club, that sort of thing. They haven't done a really, a really fun branching out of a different villain yet. But huh. this would be a way to establish the the x-men universe have a fun villain to get because that's the thing it, not everything needs to be a build to the grand over villain no bring in the team have a great villain that they'll remember that can come back but doesn't have to be the the, the three movie sort of a thing whoa he's an evil genius and a hitman <laughs> oh dude this is this is cool. Yeah. No humor. He's just really smart. Robotics, mechanical, electrical engineering. Oh, my gosh. He could be like a... Oh, my gosh. We could make him like an evil Elon Musk. Yeah. Wow. He has, also has an overinflated sense of self. Wow. Oh, my God. Yeah, I play that for days. <laughs> it's it's so much fun. Oh, source of force field generation... Uh, death traps, amusement parks. Uh, oh, he even goes up against Spider Man because mm -hmm. I wanted because I wanted to play some. I wanted to play like the Scarlet Spider. I think I think they already did that, but like I wanted to play some version of of Spider Man. But this might be better because he goes up against Spider Man. Oh yeah, definitely. Like you said, the villains are always so much more fun. So much more fun, um, dude. This is dope. I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm going to pitch him this. I would love I'm gonna to hear pitch it. Him this. I'm going to text him. I'm going to say, this is who I want to play in the Marvel. Because you know what he said to me? It was like, we just filmed some documentary footage for Bird Boy for our documentary about oh. my, my, my struggle and stuff. And he said, you know, he just shot his comedy. And he said, all right, what are we doing next? And, you know, he is, he is an up-and-coming director. And... He said, what are we doing next? And I said, and he wants to do Marvel stuff. So I said, I'm going to pitch him to this. I'm going to say, let's do this. It'll be good no let's matter do, who you put him up against. Let's do Arcade. Yeah. Let's do Arcade. We could even make it. It doesn't have to be. We could even make it an indie. We could even oh, yeah. make it, you know, like the Joker, you know, Joaquin Phoenix's yeah. Joker. Not even like connected. Movie. No, it feels like an indie movie. Because he 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 really admires Todd Phillips's work, so we could do like some like evil genius hitman, 
Ooh, yo, I'm I'm into this, dude. Can you just get, see what I mean, man? The universe. I love it. I love it. And if universe, it happens, you, you come back and you see me, and you and we'll have you on the show. We'll talk about it. I'm there. I I'm there. It. I'm all, there. All right. One last question. One final one okay. before we before we let you go and get back to making all the cool stuff that we all enjoy. Another hypothetical. Okay. This one's a new one. I haven't done this one with anybody yet. Um, so. You're on a beach, so this is perfect. You're on the beach and you find uh, a genie lamp. You know, this, you know, the thing, you rub it, the genie comes out, can grant you three wishes. But this genie, this genie has been working in Hollywood for years and years and years. <laughs> and so his magical powers are very limited, uh, or at least his interest is very limited. And he will only grant you one kind of wish. He'll still give you three wishes, but it's, okay. the, it's the same wish each time. He's If you could work with any artist, whether it's an actor, a musician, director, who would it be? Who's your top three? Uh, Gary Oldman. Good choice. Gary Oldman. Uh, Viola Davis. She is awesome. And uh, it's a toss-up between uh, De Niro or... Uh, Pacino. Oh, that's that. We'll, we'll give you both on that, the third one hard. just for the fun. <laughs> yeah, that's hard. That's hard. That's hard. Oh, yeah. yeah. I but can... there's so many I wanted to mention, like Daniel Day Lewis, Meryl Streep, you know, Brian Cranston. Uh, Ooh, Brian Actually, I might want to work with him more, man. There's so I know someone who worked with Brian. He and, said he's great. And it is, it's, it's, it, you know, the, all the big actors are good. The, the character actors are good. One of my favorite conversations. Oh, uh, Buscemi. Yeah. I do all day. Dude, yeah. there's just so many. There's just so many. Tom Cruise. Well, of course. Of course. Come on. I want to meet. I've, I've, I know people who've met him. <laughs> I bet there are like, stories. Oh, they've got stories, you know, all wonderful stories because he is just like, he is just like this, this like energy you know that when he walks into the room that energy just it shifts and that is why he's a movie star yeah yeah well i cannot thank you enough for taking your time to be on the show this was great man this was so much fun yeah (laughs) that's the goal i want to have fun i want you to have fun i want the listeners to see how much fun this is and uh, and when when you get the chance, like I said, I'd love to have you on again. Talk about some of the future projects you're working on, and uh, yeah, and when that time arcade. comes, arcade. Yes, we're going to be talking about arcade. Yeah, absolutely. Between then and now, what is the best way our listeners can follow your progress? Where where do you post most on social media? What's your way? Instagram, Instagram, Instagram at Aaron Dallavilla. Well, you heard it yeah. here. Follow him. See some good pictures. Some giant dice, maybe. <laughs> uh, but uh, better have a D twenty. That's right. I always not not only do I always have a D twenty. I'll I'll have my my advanced Dungeons yeah, and Dragons guide. Yeah, dude. D Come on, let's go, dude. <laughs> it's always at hand. Well, yeah, it, man. Until next time, listeners. Uh, take a chance. Take a take. Watch, watch this guy's stuff. I mean, I'll tell you, Alpha Rift is a lot of fun. Alpha, if it's a lot thank of time. you, man. Thank you, man. But thank you. Obviously, I, uh, Wrath of Becky. We got. We got to watch that. Wrath of Becky, man. This is it. This is Wrath. Go watch Alpha Rift. Uh, go watch Wrath of Becky. Go watch Pledge. Just listen if you're interested in 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 learning about a new actor who's kind of a wild card. Watch my work. That's it. I'm proud of it. <laughs>